When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Good morning and welcome to the huddle on this February 19th. The official show of dunk <laughs> champion Mac McClung. No, I don't think that that's true. But, you know, if he's looking for an official show, we'll take him. Dave Schwartz alongside the stock market star, Pete Nigerian, Charlie Weiss joins us as well. Good morning to both of you. I don't know if any of you out there caught the dunk contest last night. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. And I, and I, I want to start there today. And I apologize. I'll start by apologizing for my voice. I've been dealing with a bit of a, a head and chest cold this week. I'm playing hurt for the first time in my life because goodness knows I'm not tough. But I'm getting there. So I'm doing okay. Um, I watched a little bit of the dunk contest last night, watched more of it uh, at the highlights this morning. And I have to say, going into the NBA dunk contest last night and, and looking at the list of players that were in the dunk contest this week, the underwhelming list of players in the dunk contest this week, I thought to myself, what is the NBA doing? This has become so stupid. I love the days of Jordan and Wilkins, and Spud <laughs> Webb, and, and Hakeem Olajuwon. You know, when the dunk contest was your best stars, and it didn't have Giannis sitting on the sidelines with a camera and a coat, his phone, you know, recording it, watching it. So, but I'm going to tell you that I did a complete turnaround last night, and I'll tell you why. The NBA did an absolutely brilliant job of damage control. They Ooh. cannot force these players to, to be in the dunk contest, and I understand that. So what they did is they figured out what's the most compelling thing. What can we do to make this compelling somehow? And what they did was they found Mac McClung, who was signed to a two-day contract to, I can't even remember the team at this point. I think it was the Sixers. It was the Sixers, yeah. And, and he comes in there, and he pulls off these ridiculous dunks. A six-foot-one, nondescript kid ripping these amazing dunks off. And it was compelling because we love an underdog story. We love it. Here's Mac McClung from a tiny little school in Virginia who's never made it, who's fought his way up. We'll probably, let's be honest, we'll probably never hear about him much again. Unless at some point he's playing alongside Jeremy Lin and ESPN does a feature on them, which I'm sure they know. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Um, but, but if we can't, the league figured it out. If we can't have the stars, let's find the most compelling thing we can. It was Mac McClung. And I will tell you, I watched and I was rooting for him, not because I wanted, I didn't know any of the guys, but he was a fun story. It's a great story. So, 
I'm I'm going on the air this morning and I'm saying kudos to the NBA. They figured it out. They took a really tough problem. How do we do this without the stars of our game wanting to take part? And how do we make it interesting? And to me, Pete, they did that last night. Well, they they did they did they did exactly that, and I totally agree with you. And I and I think Mac McClung um, absolutely rose to the occasion. The kid's unbelievable. His vertical, his ability to hang in the air is, uh, you know, for a guy who, like you said, I mean, he, he is not gifted with height. Um, <laughs> probably not as much as far as athleticism necessarily, but what he was able to accomplish was absolutely incredible. And it was great to see the NBA support behind him from all the superstars of today yeah. and some of yesterday, you know, type of thing. I loved, by the way, and this kid knew exactly what he was doing. He figured this out. He knows the game and he knows how to play it, right? Because I go back to the days of Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan and all of those names that you put out there as far as the dunk competition. And by the way, tell me exactly why the superstars of today can't do it. Uh, because was there a lot of was there a lot of injuries that you recall? No, no, <laughs> was there, no. I mean, and this, this yeah, this is part of a greater point. But you're right; it does make me yeah, angry. They won't be a part of it. Yeah, and that's part of another segment that we'll do. But I, yep. I mean, I I just can't believe that that they choose not to. And like you said, I mean, it was a bunch of unknowns, a bunch of reserves, guys that people have never heard of when it used to be the biggest, baddest names, and they wanted to go head-to-head, and the ego was there so that they could yep. go, and they'd look at one another, you know, and Jordan would stick his tongue out and do all the things that he was going to do, and yeah, people were yeah. jumping over people, you know, all those kinds of things, and it was phenomenal, right? But it was the superstars. It was the names that we knew. They chose not to do that, and, and it shows me exactly what these quote-unquote NBA superstars really think about the fans, in my opinion. Yes. And, you know, and yes. I'm, I'm not trying to bash them, but the no. reality is it's right in front of us. These guys yep. don't care about the fans, and I, it's, you know, yes. and I sound terrible saying that, but it's true, and it's, it's really unfortunate. There are a couple, well, and I know we're going to And you don't even that. have to say it. You don't even <laughs> yeah. have to say it, Pete. You're right, and it's <laughs> what, you know, the word that keeps coming to my mind is out of touch. These mm-hmm. superstars are out of touch with what the average person wants to see. And we'll, and we'll talk about this later, about going to the game, you know, load management. But it shows me and you and what you're saying is these guys, they don't care. We don't care if you don't like that we're in the dunk contest. We're not going to expend that energy or risk ourselves getting hurt. And, and furthermore, you know, may, maybe this is a bigger conversation about how much the, these athletes are coddled. Right. Mm-hmm. Jordan didn't. Jordan played with the flu. Jordan played yeah. hurt all the time. Jordan, <laughs> you know, he did dunks from the from the foul line. He doesn't care. He could have destroyed his ankle. Are you kidding me? At right. the speed that he's running and, and soaring, mm-hmm. he could have gotten crushed. But he went anyway. And it shows me that these guys are, are out of touch and they're not. Oh, listen. We're talking a lot about the NBA athletes being out of touch. They're not the only athletes that are out of touch. They're not. Mm-hmm. We, we know this, right? I, I remember, gosh, this is going back a ways. But do you, it, it was the year, it was one of the years that the Vikings were back in the Metrodome. And I remember Jared, talking to Jared Allen and him pleading with fans that, you know, to support your team, you got to go buy the tickets. Be a good mm-hmm. fan and, and go buy tickets. It was 60 to $70 to get through the door, Jared. You're a multimillionaire. <laughs> 
Why don't you buy them tickets? Like, give me a break here. Sitting here and, mm-hmm. and, and telling the fans, you got to come buy a ticket to see us play. Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. nice, but you can't plead with them. Give them a reason to come want to watch you play. Right. Win the game. Right. Win a close game. Maybe go to a championship game. You know, same thing with the NBA. Get in the mm-hmm. game and give these guys, give fans a reason to want to watch you play. And in my opinion, the NBA is far worse because of the fact that yes. in your standard games in the NBA, as opposed to the, the NHL or the NFL, um, injury is not nearly at the same levels as those other, which are much more physical. And, and, and so it, it just is a fact. I mean, it's just a yep. reality. And especially, especially in a three-point shooting or a dunk contest or things like that where you don't even have to worry about somebody out there doing something that would, would cause you to twist that ankle or whatever because yeah. it's just you except for any props that you've got out there. But right. I did want to hit this, though. I, I loved McClung for this reason. How great was it when he, he, he's such a showman for a guy who yeah. we've never heard of, never seen. He throws on his Gate City High School I jersey. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. And he goes up and does a 7.20, which for those of you who don't know math, that's twice around. And, Thank you. I don't. <laughs> a 3.60 times two. But anyway, and he dunks it, right? And and he literally gets he gets to the ground and immediately does the thing with the neck, and he says, it's over. Yep. <laughs> and it was yep. just great because he has that charisma that you want the guys to have, right? I mean, uh, he had – He's not Michael Jordan. We know that. But it was great that he got up there, did his thing, did it to the best of his ability, and everybody there appreciated it, right? Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. those 50s across the across the board by the judges was just fantastic. And, and I think everybody in there actually felt like, you know what, we got our money's worth of what we're doing. This was fantastic. So yeah. that was a win. And that's despite the fact that the majority of the NFL superstars don't care. And they certainly don't care yeah. about the fans, but it was but it was great. Pete, I'll tell you, I've uh, I've spent the last four minutes here watching the official Mac McClung Senior High School mixtape, which official uh, it is it is one of the best uh, high school tapes that you're going to find around. He did, and it makes he was, it makes he was me a big wonder. deal in high school. Uh, his, yeah. his dunking abilities. If the, the people in the new know knew this kid, I believe he broke yeah. Allen Iverson's Virginia high school single season scoring record. So he's a good basketball player. It shows you how hard it is yeah. to get into the NBA with yeah. uh, all this stuff. But, man, can here's, that kid dunk? Here's That's my awesome. hope for Mac McClung, that his Ooh. arm gets tired today signing so many endorsement deals <laughs> and that he capitalizes on his 15 minutes of fame the most he can. Because the NBA certainly, certainly capitalized on him last night. So now I hope he can capitalize on that just a little bit. Sign those contracts, baby. And if Adam Silver is smart, he's leading the charge and getting him in front wow. of the business community and saying, you know what? And I'm saying this as a guy who doesn't think he's as smart as, as Adam Silver thinks he is because he's made so many mistakes, yeah. in my opinion, and I know we we'll know. hit that. So. Yep. <laughs> we know Adam Silver's not smart. Uh, hey, no. question of the day real quick as we talk about this, uh, the, the slam dunk contest, the skills competition. I'm kind of curious what, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but instead of a dunk contest, if we took that out of it, what skills competition would you want to see an NBA play compete in? Okay, mm-hmm. here's mine. I'll give you this, and then we'll we'll take a quick break and step aside. Yeah. I want the trick shots. Remember the commercial Jordan and Larry Bird off the scoreboard yeah. around here. Now? That's what I want. I want a competitive horse. game of horse. 
Yeah. Between two awesome players. All right. Well, speaking of competitive, the Wild have been incredibly competitive the past couple games. We'll talk to Wes Walls about that and more. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. Welcome back to The Huddle. 10.23 a.m. The Minnesota Wild hosts Nashville today at 1 p.m. Former Wild captain and all-around great guy, Wes Walls. Wes, are you on the call today, by the way? Uh, I'm not on the call, but I am working uh, pre and post here uh, this afternoon. So I'm just okay. down here at my cube getting all prepared for sure. <laughs> By the way, I do love the fact that every time I walk up in the office, and I, Wes is always in there, but you're breaking down film, you're looking at the X's and the O's. You're not a guy that just comes in and puts on your makeup. Like, I respect that. <laughs> well,. I still I do put my makeup on. I can't lie. To you. I can't lie. But, uh, I have to. I need a little bit of help. You know that, Dave. But, uh, no, we all I, do, I buddy. Actually, uh, yeah, I, I I really do like doing the enjoy the pre and post. I enjoy both, but I enjoy the pre and post. It gives me, uh, especially the pregame show, a little bit yeah. more time to kind of teach and show people at home maybe what to look for here tonight. Like tonight, we're gonna. I'm going to show two or three examples of Jonas Brodeen and Jared Spurgeon. Um, just small little details in their game. Mm-hmm that normally fans might not see that they're, that they're bringing to the table that's really helping this wild team be so good defensively. Well, Wes, help me here. And Wes Wall's joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline this morning. Uh, I, I, like a lot of people, finished watching the game, uh, I, I want to say it was Thursday, I believe it was Thursday, um, and, and saw, oh, whoa, the Wild signed Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, wait, no, they didn't sign Ryan O'Reilly. Well, they did, and he was here for like 30 seconds. Could you help me understand what that was all about and and what the Wild got out of this deal that sent Ryan O'Reilly to Toronto? Yeah, I mean, you need to be – I'm definitely not a lawyer or, <laughs> okay. uh, or, or or somebody of that ilk. But, I mean, just reading between the lines from, from what I'm reading on social media, and, of course, you don't believe everything. I don't believe everything I read on social media. But it sounds like the Wild basically uh, paid about $75,000 to pick up a, a, a fourth-round draft pick um, and they and they moved a uh, a young kid that was uh, playing junior hockey up in Canada as an overage, uh, Josh Pilar, uh, out there in Kamloops. It sounds like they were not going to be able to sign him anyway. They were going to lose him probably anyway. So um, no harm, no foul right there. And I, I just know Billy Guerin. And I mean, anytime I, I'm sure Billy Guerin went to to, to Judd Brackett, the, uh, the 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 man who takes care of our. Uh, um, our scouting department and who's done an amazing job here the two, three years he's been with this organization. I mean, that's, that's where Judd Brackett, uh, that's where he makes his money, man. He's been able to, he was out in Vancouver before we, we picked him up three, four years ago. He's been able to find those third, fourth round, fifth round pick guys that have been able to, to, to have impacts later in their career. So we'll see where that one goes. Say Wes, as far as in the, in the net, Gustafson's definitely separated himself, I think, and, and obviously he's one of the very best in the business right now. But uh, how is that from a mental perspective? You're your former player and coach and all those kinds of things. Tell us a little bit about Fleury, and is he is he okay with the fact that right now he's basically the backup? Well, he might be the backup here tonight, yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I just think Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, he, he understands what's at stake right now. He, he knows that this wild team is going to be fighting for their life the last twenty-five to thirty games here, and um, whoever is playing the best right now is probably going to get the net. And that's just the, the way it goes. I mean, if you look at his track record, Pete Mark Andre mm-hmm. Fleury, everywhere he's been, everywhere, 
where he's been the number one goaltender throughout his whole career. Cam Talbot, Robin Leonard, the list goes on and on. His backups, his backup goalies that he's always worked with have, have been great. And there's a reason for that is because he's a very humble person. Um, he stays, he stays very, very grounded and he really does pull for his teammates. That's the kind of player that he is. And is he disappointed he's not getting the net? Yeah, for sure. But he knows too that I, I can't give up three, four, five goals a, a game and expect to get the net every night. And I'm sure he's fine with it. And uh, from a coaching standpoint, and you know, you got to make decisions. And I mean, let's be honest, Gustafson, this is not, I mean, this is since, since November 19th. The guys, that's three months of, of, of work. He's been, he's had the, the best goals against average, mm. Gustafson, and the best save percentage. Three months yeah. worth of work. Yeah. So listen, I, I just, I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I, I would give Gustafson the ball till he proves that he can't handle the stress or the, you know, mm. until he drops the ball. That would, that would be my uh, way of going about it. And, uh, you know, obviously with the way the Wild are playing right now, scoring goals has been a struggle for this team. Getting great goaltending is going to be the difference and if, if or not this team gets to the finish line or not. Wes Walls joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline this morning. Uh, Wes, let's stay on that topic because I'm, I've, I've kind of racked my brain about this. I was at the game. Uh, it was Wednesday night when Flurry had a rough game. Um, mm-hmm. it, I just – it seems to me when you're Marc-Andre Fleury, you don't... Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just read Redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Don't just wake up one day and, and you're past your prime anymore. And, th- and that can't be what's happening here. It seems to me like he's... This is almost like what they have in golf as a case of the yips, right? He's just... He's not tracking the puck the same way. Are you seeing that as well when you watch him? And, and if so, how do you get a goalie out of that? Because the Wild are going to need him to be better down the stretch. No matter how well Gustafson plays, he can't play every single yep. game and in the playoffs every single game of a series. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, they're going to need both to get to, get to where they want to get to. And, yeah, he does, he, he does look off um, for sure. Um, 
you know, it's, it's hard. It's a hard one to explain. I, I mean, if you remember beginning of the year there, uh, Dave and Pete, you know, he got off to a tough start. Remember some of the goals yep. he let in the first three games? Yep. Everyone was like, yep. geez, wow, what the hell is going on? Um, he, you know, Gustafson jumped in there and started to play a few games. And there was something in, in his game Marc-Andre Fleury needed to work on. And they had a lot of practices at that time. And I, I, I remember coming in after a morning uh, skate and watching Marc-Andre work with uh, Freddie Shabbat, the goaltender, um, uh, coach here, and uh, they worked on something a lot with his footwork, or you know, and, and they were working on it for 20, 30 minutes. Um, it's something that Mark Andre obviously knows his game very, very well, and he felt like he needed to work on it in practice. And he was able to to work on that and feel good about his game, and all of a sudden his game took off. Right now, it's it's so difficult if you're not completely on top of your game as a goaltender to 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 go into practice and and find you know work on something specifically because the team is not practicing at all right now and the while they're playing so many games when you're not on top of your game it's hard to fine tune the small little details in your game to be able to get your game back and you know maybe gust it like even even today like it's an afternoon game if Marc Andre Fleury was not playing today you'd have a morning skate there's no morning skate here today so there's no opportunity for him to maybe get out with Freddie Shabbat and work on some things that they see maybe in film that they need to, to dial in. And, and sometimes these goaltenders, all they need is just a you know, practice or two of just really, really specific movement things that, that don't come to your eye or my eye that can really just, just trigger something in their game to get it going. So uh, those opportunities aren't going to be there for Mark Andre to, to work on his game. He's just going to have to, just going to have to dig, dig, dig deep and, into you know all the times he's had to use his mental toughness to get out of it, but uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But I, I agree, Dave. He's he's fighting the puck. There's no question about it. Wes, real quick, and I know we're pushing on the on the time frame right now, but from a standpoint of offensively, obviously the defensive side of things is great. It's exactly opposite of the Vikings, where their, their offense was great, the defense was terrible, and here here we're seeing the same thing in the opposite way with the, with the Wild. Is there anything that you you're aware of that can get these guys kind of over that hump? Is there something that they need to do differently? To get some more goals, is there is is there a way that you know that, that the team can can put different players on the ice together or whatever it might be to be able to to go over and get over that hump? Well, I you know I, I don't really see anything. I, actually, the the last two or three games, I've noticed that the team has got a lot more shots on net, so they're trying to get as many pucks and paint and bodies to the net as they possibly can. Um, it's just they're going through a really difficult time scoring goals. And if you go through an 82-game schedule, you're going to have times during the season where you're going to have 20 games where you're going to get a lot of bounces, things are going to go great, and you're going to score three, four goals a game. It's just the way it is. And then there's going to be other stretches for 10, 15 games where you're going to have a difficult time scoring. That's just the way it is. Now, is this wild team as potent offensively as they were last year without Kevin Fiala? No. No, they're not. But they're not a half a. They're not. You know, they can score more goals than what they've shown uh, over the last ten games. We know that they, they've done it all season long, even though they've gone through this stretch. So, I just think, guys, you just they need to continue to. Um, and it, and it's been amazing to watch because I'm telling you, the human nature of, of when your team doesn't score, offensive guys they want to cheat on the offensive side. When you get your skill guys buying in defensively, like Caprizov and, and Zuccarello and Boldy, everyone's buying in defensively. Then you know you really truly got something. So they just—that's the backbone of what's giving them an opportunity to stay in the fight. And you just have to hope and pray at some point 
some of these pucks five on five start going into the net. And then, and that's just the way it has to be. And until Billy Garen maybe goes out and grabs somebody here between the now and the end of the trade deadline and March 3rd, it's, it's uh, you just, you just hope for a few extra bounces, but you cannot cheat on the offensive side, hoping to get maybe one or two extra goals a game. Because if you do that guys, you're going to give up three or four and you're going to take yourself right out of the race. Wes Walls, our time always is too short, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. All right, you got it, guys. Enjoy the game here this afternoon. Thanks, Thanks Wes. Wes. Appreciate you. See you this hey, week. Wes Walls, Bally Sports North pre- and post-game today, Wild hosting Nashville at 1 p.m. We will take a quick break, come back with the fast break. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. So fast, I didn't know it was coming. Go ahead, Charlie. <laughs> Didn't know it was coming. Ten thirty-five. Take a look at your Sorry, clock. Sorry, I wasn't ready. What are we doing? Go here? ahead. It's a professional program. All right, we're going to start off here Is this week. Uh, you know, to some extent, some people would call it that. We'll start out with you this week, Pete. We've already talked a little oh. bit about this, but it is the NBA All Star Weekend. Arguably, one of the last kind of interesting All Star weekends in sports, at least to my opinion. We said uh, earlier Philadelphia G-Leaguer and now two-way contract star Mac McClung won the dunk contest while Weber State's own Damian Lillard took home the three-point crown last night. Tonight is the actual event. Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves gunning for that MVP award, uh, he has said. He had some fun comments, too, we'll talk about a little bit later on, uh, early on next hour, I should say. Uh, But, Pete, my question here is halfway through the season. Timberwolves are around 500. They're looking okay. What's your uh, what's your predictions for the second half of the year? You know, I think they can actually start putting it together a little bit more. You know, there's been enough injuries in the way of getting this thing going the way we would expect. And I think uh, early in the season we talked about, well, by December, you know, I think they'll start to get a little bit more of a gel. And I think we were starting to get there. Um, but then Cat's been out, and it's just been a little bit more difficult. But we've done some trades. We've done a few things. I'm actually getting a little bit more confident with the Timberwolves all the time, and I, I just like the fact that I think they were a team that absolutely can score points. And because of that, I think that keeps us in most games. That's a, So I'm leaning towards the Timberwolves to actually do okay in the final couple of, you know, weeks of the, of the season. I know it's more than just a couple weeks, but I think we can do pretty well and get ourselves – position to maybe uh maybe make a little bit of a run not not going all the way but i think we can make a run worth noting that the uh, wolves have a, one of the hardest schedules in that's the second what i was half gonna have say one yeah of the easiest in the first half however they have like no home games left right like four or five uh it's not a ton H- however I, I will add uh they have a pretty good record against good teams oddly enough they've been losing yeah. to bad teams but they've been well yeah good, against good, good teams, teams are taking time off Load management. Sorry, load I, management. I nerve again. Well, come on. Top of the hour at 11. Well, I think we're, right, we're going to get into load management. Save your hot takes for then. Uh, we talk about it every week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave, we'll move on over to you and a little bit of baseball. It's officially baseball season, right? It's uh, spring goodness. training starting off. we got a game next ah. Saturday. The Minnesota Twins do down in Fort Myers. Uh, Buxton, Correa already reported. Everybody else having to report by, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, expectations relatively high this year, I think. Uh, Cleveland and Chicago didn't do a ton to make their teams better. Nobody was that good last year. The Twins made some moves. The rotation looks at the very least deep, if not top-heavy. So my question is, with these expectations, we're, gosh, are we six or seven years into this front office group? 
Is this a make-or-break season for the Minnesota Twins brain trust and front office? Really interesting that you asked this because I literally, as I was doing my show prep this morning, uh, and we will talk to Pat Borzi in the next hour, one of the questions I wondered was, is this a make-or-break year for Rocco Baldelli? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then does that lead to management? Because you're right. I mean, they, they've continually changed this team. They've tinkered. The reason why I don't think it is for, for Rocco, because I still think that they're tied to him to a degree. You know, they got rid of Paul Molitor uh, after really just one not-so-great season. I, I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he had over 100 wins a year before he got fired, didn't he? Yes. Right? So, yeah, so so I, I still feel like they're tied to him a little bit, but the farther they move away from that, the re- you know, the less that'll be. I They've made so many changes and big money changes. I don't I don't think this is their make or break year simply because ownership has changed a little bit with the Polad family. But beyond this year, I, I think everyone's fair game. I, I truly do. If this is a year that doesn't go well, everyone's seat is hot next year. And I, I you'd have to assume if, if the front office is gone a lot of the time, and that's why Molitor got fired, right, as there was a new front office. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily yeah. performance based. It was we right, were our right. guy. So the front office is gone. You got to think Rocco is probably on the hot seat yeah. as well. All right, Pete, back over to you. The Arizona sure. Cardinals have a new head coach, but also a new defensive coordinator, and he is only 29 years <laughs> old. I, I can tell you already know who this is, Pete. Former Golden Gopher and a Dyna Hornets linebacker, Nick Rallis has become mm-hmm. the youngest coordinator in the NFL after spending the past two seasons as the Eagles linebacker coach. We talked about him on the show a little bit in the past year and there, and he's getting a promotion now as the youngest coordinator in the NFL. An insane amount of really great coaches have come out of Minnesota or have Minnesota ties. Pete, mm-hmm. who do you think is the greatest Minnesota oh. coach <laughs> of all time? Ooh. Oh man, gosh, that's tough. I I would go with Bud Grant. Um, I just uh, you know it, it, if we're talking about you know all the different sports and everything else, Bud Grant just an unbelievable athlete himself, and what he was able to accomplish as a coach throughout his career. Four Super Bowls, didn't win any, but still, um, I, I think that the guy was just a, a really special individual who did an amazing job and created a bit of a dynasty for the for the Minnesota fans for a number of years. So I, I'd go with Bud Grant. He's also never afraid to wear short sleeves, which is why he's my favorite coach, too. I'm with you on that. I, I'm surprised you were going with Bud Grant there, uh, Dave. I thought you were going to go a, a little different, a little hockey direction. Maybe. You know what? what a lot I, of hockey coaches. Uh, but Bud Grant is always really interesting to me. One, just because of the fact that he's a he's just a tough, you know what. But he does his, and I don't know if he did it this year, but like every year for the past couple years, he's done his garage sale, where he oh, like yeah. sits out at his house in Eden Prairie and he mm-hmm. sells his stuff. It's so intriguing to me because you just don't see. You could go up and meet Bud Grant and then buy one of his old jackets. I mean, how many coaches do that? I just love that. I love that he does it. Uh, and anyway, it's just always had. Added that little in, intrigue to me uh, inside mm-hmm. Bud Grant's mind. He's a he's a normal guy when uh, a lot of yes. coaches these gay days are are not exactly normal yeah. guys. <laughs> That's uh, true. Could you imagine Mike Zimmer doing that, yeah. sitting and having to talk to people? <laughs> no, I can't imagine anybody hating anything more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good call. 
Dave, back to you for the final question. I was on vacation here this last week. If you noticed, I was gone. Uh, that's kind we did of weird, notice. but thank you. Um, we missed you. Well, I appreciate that. I was I was out in Colorado. I was skiing oh, cool. uh, with the family. It was it was a lot of nice. fun. And as we're driving down the mountains, uh, we had some music on in the car. My dad played a song, and it got me thinking. Well, first off, it was this song. It's a local song by uh, I have never heard that Jeff song in my life. Arundel. Arundel? I've, Arundel. I've never heard this song. It's called Harmon Killebrew. It is a song wow. about, obviously, Harmon Killebrew. Uh, cool. And it got me thinking, you know, maybe it's not the greatest uh, sports song of all time, but it was a fun song. I, I remember my dad playing it um, when I was younger. I think it was on some mix that he had. And so it got me thinking about favorite sports songs. So I asked you guys before the show what your favorite sports-related songs are, and I've, I've pulled them up here. And okay. uh, I, I want you to defend why this is your favorite. Dave, we're starting with you here. All right. Yes. Oh, it's a great song. This is uh, Serious by the Alan Parsons Project, which to me always reminds me of like not quintessential 1993 Chicago Bulls. And from yeah. North Carolina, oh. six foot six. <laughs> and the place just goes bonkers. And I mean like the, the chills on the back. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I don't know his name. Whoever the PA announcer was for the Chicago Bulls in the 90s was mm. legendary. When mm-hmm. he punched that Jordan call. That's it. I mean, you knew it was coming. Everybody. And how do you introduce the greatest player of our generation exactly yeah. like that? To me, it takes me right back there. The hair on the back of my neck stands up. I love that. It's that nostalgia factor. It's yes. Like that. That's exactly. It takes you to a place in time. Yeah. Well, Pete, you want a, a little bit of a different direction here. Let's hear what yeah. uh, your favorite was. Wow. All right, Pete, what do we got here? That stirs you up. That's a little Kenny Chesney, boys of fall. And he's talking about football. And he's talking about his days in East Tennessee and playing football and what it was in high school. And he's not, this is not professional. It's not college. This is high school football. It's Friday night lights, all of those things, the fresh cut grass and all those things that go into this. So the lyrics of the song are phenomenal. And I'm a huge Kenny Chesney fan anyway, but I just love it. And he, he did some great videos in that as well. I will say this about the Michael Jordan era, and I know we got to jump, but I'll tell you what, you are so right, Dave. And, and that one kind of, I, I missed out because <laughs> I lived through that. I lived in Chicago for all those victories, and it was unbelievable. And Michael Jordan, you, you knew when you watched him, he was the best ever, not just of that era, but the best yeah. ever. And there's mm-hmm. still nobody close, in my opinion, because he took over games when he didn't feel good. And, oh, by the way, we'll talk about load management. He played 82 <laughs> games in nine seasons and the only times he ever was out was when he actually was hurt not just sort of like ah, i'm a little bit hungover no he played every single day. <laughs> so so i hear this song that you've chose and i yeah. literally i don't know pete did you have long hair when you were in college i did did, did you always, i could see i don't know if you're in the video but charlie like i see oh, like yeah. the low shot the flag behind pete with his hair flowing it's and in just my head like as you're saying it, gruff, gruff look and a tear coming down, right? Like because he's just so into the moment. I, if you're not in this video, they should reshoot it. Yeah. Put Pete in there. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm, uh, I'm in. I'm a little surprised. That, that's all I got for you. I'm a little surprised you guys didn't uh, go with this bad boy, though. Nothing. Super Bowl shuffle. Super Bowl shuffle. Yes. Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> the song was terrible. Yeah. But but the video was an A plus. I'm watching it. Though. Yeah. So good. All right. By the way, Tim McMahon was awesome. <laughs> Ray Ray Clay was the public address announcer, I believe. At least that's what Wikipedia oh. tells me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a, a gentleman named Ray Clay in the '90s. Uh, just just yeah. one of the best. All right, let's step aside, take a quick break. We will wrap up the first hour. You are listening to The Huddle on A3OWCCO. Welcome back to The Huddle. Just about to put a wrap on hour number one. We have a few texts here to the City's One Plumbing Talking text line. Question of the day today, what skills competition would you like to see NBA players compete in? We can talk about that, but I want to say this first. Someone said, uh, texted us to the line, the stars don't come out because none of them want to lose. Um, <laughs> interesting. Interesting, and and I'll agree that maybe you know we, this this is probably a larger conversation of coddled athletes of of guys who you know who never really really know how to lose growing up because they're all so good and they're on the best teams and I don't know how much that has to do with it, but it, it is an interesting point. Um, mm-hmm. If you wanted to see today's NBA players compete in something else, what skills competition would it be, Pete? What do you want to see these NBA guys try to do? Gosh, I, you know, I, I really don't know because it, it, it's a difficult question because I think I, I do like your idea, though, where, where we go into the, the back uh, of the commercial days of playing horse or something like yeah. that. You know, I mean, I think something where you're going head to head and I don't agree with the idea that people are afraid to lose. Um, I okay. do think these guys are coddled. I agree with you 100 percent on that. But I do think there's also a heck of a lot of egos out there. And, and I think that these guys want to go head to head with other guys. And they understand that in the, for the most part, a lot of these things, you know, it's, it, it's a matter of uh, some luck and this, that and the other, getting it all together and making things happen. But I do love the idea of like a horse competition. I think that would be great. And if you, right. if you match the right guys with one another, I, it, it could be really, really interesting. And I think people would love it because of the, the creativity that a lot of these guys have, you and I see it uh, at pre-practice all the time, right? And it's, yeah. it's just a lot of fun. Mac McClung versus Jeremy Lin in horse next year <laughs> on ESPN. Make it happen. All right, we will step aside. Hour number two of the huddle coming up next. We'll be right back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.